Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Spotlight. Today, I've got a special guest with me, and uh, I, I, I have to tell you, I love doing radio because I'm calling in today from my family vacation in San Diego, California. Um, so, enjoying the beautiful sun down here, enjoying the beautiful weather and the time with my family. Um, today's show, I, I'm really excited for this guest, Aubrey. Aubrey Haas. Am I saying that right, Aubrey? Did I say your last name right? Yeah, perfect. Ah, got it. Okay, good. Aubrey Haas. H-A-A-S-E is joining us today. Uh, she is an expert in how to present and in neuro-linguistic programming. So I'm excited to talk with her today. And uh, really, neuro-linguistic programming, for those of you who don't know, is about helping people to enroll, recognizing what they want, uh, and learning certain behavior patterns. So whether you're in sales or you're a parent or you're in a, in a relationship, it's all about understanding others. So really excited to talk to Aubrey today. So Aubrey, if you've listened to my show before, you know that I always give my guests an opportunity to brag. So I would love for you just to brag about some of your accomplishments. If you don't brag hard enough, I might step in because I know you have a lot of accomplishments <laughs> to tell us about today. So uh, Aubrey, brag away. All right. Thank you, Allison. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, yeah, I am a uh, neurotransformational coach, which is a mouthful. I'm a transformational trainer. I uh, also am a hypnotherapist. And um, basically what I do is I get inside your brain. <laughs> and I've been always fascinated about why people are the way they are, who they are, their personalities. Uh, I've studied psychology, human behavior, neuroscience, uh, transformational training, philosophy, and it's just kind of been a lifelong goal because uh, I wanted to know more about myself and how I, why I was the way that I was. And uh, I combined all those. Uh, I realized I used to do large group uh, transformational trainings, and I realized that there's some limitations with that, and people would come out and kind of fall into the same patterns after a few months, and that really was kind of a question for me is how do you create uh, permanent transformation or at least have the solid set of tools that whatever life brings up, you're still using the tools and not falling back on your, on your old ways or your old stories. And that's taken me through NLP, uh, neuroscience, cognitive and cognitive therapies, um, basically how you do you. I think that's the easiest way to say it is I look at how Love you do that. you. And then we, it, what I do is I give you a mirror and you hold it up, and so you can see yourself now for the first time, because I can't do anything until you see it. So I give you a mirror, you see yourself, and once you have that aha moment, then we work on reprogramming all the neural pathways, your subconscious, uh, your uh, belief structures, uh, how to choose from choice instead of choosing from circumstance, which is a Wow. Huge distinction. Well, I love um, that. It sounds, and, sounds really empowering. Yeah. And you've worked with some top uh, trainers or training companies, haven't you, before? Do you tell, tell us a little yeah. bit about who you've worked for? Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been really blessed uh, to work with some amazing teachers, whether it's, I study with Buddhist monks uh, um, in Buddhism, uh, some of the master trainers in transformation. Uh, I got to study with them for uh, years which was really fun. Uh, I worked in the landmark slash life spring type of uh, training for different training centers throughout the U.S. Um, and then I kind of uh, graduated past that and, and said, there's, there's still something more. And I think that's one of the things about my brain is I'm always looking for, uh, what else can I add? What, what, what else is there? And, and so I'm, I'm really, it's funny, I'll go to the gym and a lot of people listen to music and I'm listening to talks on consciousness or neuroscience or why the brain does this. And uh, So it, it really, I've had such a great foundation being blessed by training with masters. And then it's taking it my own way, making my own thing and going in my own direction. So it's, it's been a great trip. I love that. I love it. So one of the things that you talked about was the reason why you got into all this is you wanted to discover more, learn more 
um, find out more about yourself. And I think that that's a journey that, that everybody's on. But take us through that journey a little bit. What was it about yourself that uh, intrigued you, that caused you to want to learn more about how your brain worked? Yeah. Well, when I was five, I I didn't feel like uh, myself. I was I was born as Brian, and uh, and when I was five, I I didn't feel like a boy, and I felt like a girl, and um, <clears throat> and you can tell by how I've developed my awesome female voice. But anyway, uh, so I you know for what I did when I was five, I looked around and I didn't see anybody that was that was like me, and so I figured there was just something wrong with me. And I hid it from everybody, the world, and I internalized it. And uh, it started a journey of, of why am I like that? But the first like, 25 to 28 years of my life was, you know, deep depression, uh, suicidal, um, you know, just isolated and things like that. On the outside, I had this appearance of, oh, everything's great. But on the inside, I was dying. And there was this moment that I had, and, and I think everybody if you can sit long enough, can have this kind of epiphany of what if things aren't the way that I see them? Like, what if there is nothing wrong with me? And it was kind of a, it was really an eye-opening moment. And as soon as I had that shift in my own questioning of what is real, um, then everything in my life changed and I started just downloading information uh, and studying and it was this amazing time in my life where anything was possible and it was such a contrast to where I was before and, and it literally almost happened overnight. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Um, and I said, oh my God, well, I have, to, I have to find out. I have to find out all about me. I have to find out why I am the way I am, why I thought the, the way I am. How did I go from... Uh, you know, sleeping with a gun in my hand, praying for the strength to pull a trigger to now going, oh my God, well, this is cool. And this is this, and this is, and I said, if I can do it, other people can do it as well. And that started my journey um, to really start studying. And the great thing about it was as soon as I opened up and I said, I want to know more, the teacher showed up, which I thought was really cool. Like I didn't go looking for them. They found me, which was really interesting and so that took me kind of down also like the quantum physics area as well, where how did that happen? Um, and so my journey really came from this, this little scared kid uh, who thought that, you know, nobody would love him, something's wrong with him, uh, and then, you know, opening it up, and I finally transitioned years later, um, and it's just been, it's been an amazing process. Like uh, I didn't lose any friends or family. In fact, people are kind of in, just intrigued when they come by because I'm very open about my journey, about who I am. Um, and the comfort level that I have with myself is just so, uh, I, I don't know, it's so peaceful compared to the turmoil that I have with myself once I realize that I'm me and that's okay. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, your your journey may be different than other people's, but but really it's it's the same and and it comes down to one thing. I think all of us have felt at a certain time like there's something wrong with us. Um maybe we don't think the way somebody else thinks or don't look the way that somebody else looks and I think it comes down to understanding to why we feel and why we think that way. And I love your journey. Um, you know, I, I, I have found in my own personal life that the times that I'm the most depressed, the times that I'm feeling like I don't belong somewhere, or like I'm not fulfilling my purpose in life, it always helps me to step outside of myself and almost view myself like from a third person and say, okay, what, what, are these emotions that I'm feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Um, how is my brain perceiving or thinking about things? I'll never forget. I was uh, doing a TV show interview one time and I was struggling uh, with some certain areas of my life and I had an expert on my TV show and they started talking about the very things that I was struggling about. And they started saying how it's typical for women in their thirties to feel this certain way and to start pursuing these certain things. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. I thought there was something wrong with me, but <laughs> as they continued yeah. on the show and started describing, I thought, this is actually pretty typical. A lot of people actually feel this way, and this is why they feel this way. And it helped me so much. It was one of those profound moments where I just had that huge aha of like, okay, 
I am, it's almost like I viewed my mind as a machine. You know, this is, this mm-hmm. is the reason why I'm thinking this way. This is why it's functioning this way. This is the, why I'm having the outcome I'm having. And I just need to make a few adjustments, you know, tweak a few screws in the machine and I'm going to have a different output. Yeah. So I really, I really love yeah. this whole concept of this, uh, neuropsychology and, and understanding the brain. So in your journey, Aubrey, I mean, obviously you went from, and, and I think, you know, a lot of us may have had, had uh, similar feelings, but you went from feeling like you wanted to uh, maybe take your own life or, you know, you were really depressed and didn't feel like you had a purpose to now helping other people find their purpose and passion. So what was that, what was that pivotal moment in your life when you said, okay, hey, I've been able to change my life now. I want to help other people. Uh, when was that moment for you or, or was it one moment? Uh, no, there, there, wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't really one of those moments. It was, it was kind of my natural being. Um, I've, always, I've always wanted to help others, always. Uh, I remember I, I was like six or seven years old when I saw my first homeless person and I couldn't fathom it and understand it. And I'm like, mom, we got to help him. We got to help him. And, and she's like, Oh no, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we can't give him money. So I made her drive me home. I made him a sandwich and got some water and brought it back, you know? And, uh, and then I was, uh, took care of my grandma when she was sick and I I became a paramedic firefighter and, and helped people that way. And, and as I was learning all these things, it was just a natural, uh, natural thing for me to just tell others about it. Or I'd be talking to friends and I would start speaking about it. And, uh, and I, as I saw them start shifting, more people would come. And it was just kind of a, a, weird, a weird way. I never really thought about making a living out of it or, or doing it uh, in, a, in a huge way. It was just working with the people that were around and even strangers. You can really affect a stranger in just a couple of minutes. Uh, at the grocery store or, or and, and things like that. And, uh, and I would do that because I, I think that's naturally what I'm about and who I am. And uh, it started growing from there. And all of a sudden I had clients <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And the more that I would learn, the more that I would teach. So as I was learning these things, I would incorporate them in my life. I would see how they would work. And then I would uh, find somebody else that needed that information and I would go ahead and give it to them and, and work with them to help change their lives. And, uh, it was just, it, it wasn't one defining moment. Um, I think the big defining moment was I did surrender at one point because I was as a paramedic firefighter, we don't, we work hard when we're at work, but we don't work very often. We only work a couple, two days a week. And so I always considered that my part-time job. So I got into everything. I was in the movie business for a while. I won Best Film Awards. Uh, I, I ran a, a production company. I ran a promotions company. Like, I did all these different things. And I was really getting this tug to be a teacher, like, like dedicate my life to it. And I didn't really quite understand it. And I didn't really think about it. It, it never occurred to me because as, as I was understanding in my human form, I was kind of like, what, what the heck is a teacher? Like, I'm... I'm sarcastic. I swear I can't be one of these monks that walk around, you know, where birds land on your shoulder as you walk outside. And, uh, but it was so strong that I finally said, okay, I said, God, you know what? I want to surrender. You give me a very specific sign. And if it's this sign, I'm going to do that. And if it's this sign, I'm, I'll, I'll surrender and I'll be this teacher. I'll be whatever you want me to be. I just want to live my purpose. So I think that was ultimately the, the defining moment where I, I dedicated full-time my life to being in service to people uh, and teaching. And as soon as that happened, so what, um, mm-hmm. I changed a lot of other things as well. So. so I'm pulling a lot of golden nuggets out of what you're saying about your story and your journey. What would you tell somebody, Aubrey, that's struggling right now, um, maybe feels like there's something wrong with them, has a desire to help other people, wants to do great things in the world, and it's just struggling um, with feeling aligned with their purpose and feeling like like mm-hmm. they they matter and they they can find that place where they feel comfortable. Because I've got to tell you, and and I before you answer this question, I just want to set this up a little bit. Um, I've gotten to spend some time with you recently, and I love that you're so unapologetically you. And I I struggle sometimes, and I think a lot of people in a lot of different industries and walks of life 
struggle with feeling like they're being judged by other people or feeling like, oh, how do I fit in or what do I say or how do I get these people to like me? And you just show up as so unapologetically you. So what would you say to somebody who's struggling, feeling like they don't fit in or haven't found their purpose and then they're wanting to help other people and wanting to just be unapologetically them, embracing their gifts and, and talents? Yeah. Uh, the the first thing that I would say is um, don't don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> uh, I think as humans, we all have this idea of of being hard on ourselves for what we should be doing, and this idea of should uh, we're comparing ourselves to something that doesn't exist. I, I actually joke around about the book of shoulds, and the only thing that it's good for is beating yourself over the head. Um, the other thing that I would say is wherever well, you are, say, Aubrey, okay. I, Aubrey, I, I will say I have to I have to jump in here because um, somebody taught me this. I thought this was so clever. So this is something I tell my clients too: is you shouldn't should all over yourself, right? S H O U L D. You shouldn't should on yourself. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, uh, it's ridiculous it's because you know I always say if you should, you would. So if it's if it's not there, then it shouldn't. It's it's nothing. It shouldn't be anything. Um, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, first thing, don't, don't beat yourself up. The second thing is, is it's absolutely okay to be where you are and give yourself permission to be there. Literally, even if you have to look in the mirror and say, I give myself permission to be where I am. Um, because if we don't make friends with where we are, we're not going to get to where we want to go. Um, the third thing I would say is experience your experience. If you're sad, be sad. If you're, if you're, uh, you know, uncomfortable, be uncomfortable. And then once you finish that, move on. Because we've, we've created an, an entire generations of people that don't feel their feelings, don't even talk about their feelings. You know, like you said earlier, there's so many people where it's like, oh, I felt like I was alone. Because we don't talk about these things as a society. And the funny thing is, is we're all going through our own whatever, and it's relative to our own life. And the more that we talk about it, um, the more that people understand. It's like, oh, wow, I went through something like that too. But you have to experience your experience. There's this idea in consciousness that anything that's fully experienced no longer can exist. I kind of use it like a tank of gas in your car. You put the gas in your car, you experience the full tank of gas, and then your car won't run anymore because the gas tank is empty. And it's the same thing with sadness. It's like allow yourself to be sad and then what? right? It doesn't mean the sadness is running you. It's like, I'm a happy person, but sometimes I experience sadness and that's okay. Yeah. Well, Rather than exactly. I well, am I, sad. I, I love that. I love that. Now, Aubrey, I'm loving what you have to say. Um, we, we need to go to a break now, but yeah. when we come back, will you share with us some tips you've learned from neuro-linguistic programming uh, that would help us with relationships um, being more successful in, in our line of work. And, and I know you have some great things that you've been able to share and train other people on. Is it okay if you share your tips with me and my audience? Yeah, of course. Oh, awesome. Okay. When we come back, more tips from Aubrey Haas on a neuro-linguistic programming, how to understand yourself and others uh, just to live a better life. I'm Allison H. Larson, and you're listening to Spotlight. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer, celebrity friends, and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to The Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee 
guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Good morning. Welcome back to Spotlight. Today we are listening to Aubrey Haas. Aubrey is a transformational coach. Uh, she is an expert in neurolinguistic programming and a hypnotherapist. Aubrey had a long list of accomplishments uh, that we bragged about in the first segment. So if you missed that, go back and listen to it. Uh, but most importantly, Aubrey went from a place where she felt like she didn't belong, even wanted to take her life at some point, to now being able to help others transform their lives. And Aubrey, you've agreed to share with uh, me and all of us listening some of your top transformational tips, how to transform, um, how to go from zero to hero, or, or maybe some of us are already feeling like we're <laughs> we're doing a lot of good things, but we want to do more. I mean, who doesn't want to do more? Who doesn't want to mm-hmm. transform into something even greater, a better version of yourself? So, Aubrey, I've got my pen and paper ready here. What are your top transformational tips? Uh, thank you. Yeah. So my, my biggest one is there's this, there's this thing that I talk about uh, that I kind of came up with called the belief paradox, all right? And what it stands for is this, is that you will always act within your own beliefs. You can never act outside your beliefs, okay? But our life is already what it's going to be based on our beliefs. And to change your life, you have to act outside of your beliefs, <laughs> which is the paradox. Because the first rule of the paradox is, is you will not act outside your beliefs. So the, the first thing that you really, if you're really looking to transform your life, is realize that the way you have it isn't the way it is. It's just your filter and your perception of the way it is. And that's one of the most powerful things that anybody can do because ultimately the only way that you change your beliefs is to have an incredibly powerful experience that shifts them from one to another. So a lot of people like with near-death experiences come back with a totally different set of beliefs about life. Um, Or you make a conscious choice to change. The conscious choice to change comes from awareness and knowledge. And awareness and knowledge can only come from saying, hey, wait a minute, what if, you know, this is the way that I have it, I believe this, but what if that's not real? What if that's not the only way, right? And as soon as you start questioning yourself and what you know, I always tell people when they're listening to something, uh, listen as if you don't know anything about it. Because ultimately, a lot of people, when they talk, they're just waiting to prove their point. They're not actually getting any other new information in. Um, But listen as if you don't know anything about the subject because you might learn something new and realize that, Beliefs are only ideas that we set in stone in our mind. Ideas were never supposed to be that way. Like I always say, this is what I know now, and at any time, I might be introduced to something that changes everything. (laughs) So I'm not going to close myself down to it. This is just what I know now. Um, The awareness that you live like that is the most important thing. Without awareness, you're done. Without awareness, you will never move. You will never get out of your space. 
You'll never have what you want. You'll never have that relationship. You'll never have any of it unless you're aware of where you are and your beliefs behind it. Because ultimately, if you take something like relationships, we have beliefs about who we are in a relationship, our past relationships, our current relationships, who those people are in relation in, in relationships, the kind of people that you keep finding in relationships, um, all these different beliefs about it that none of it are true. They're just experiences. And when you raise your awareness and you say, wait a minute, if, if, if I'm done having relationships like this and this is the relationship I want, now I can choose from what I want than what I had. But it only can happen with awareness and say, what do I have to change? What do I have to shift? Where do I have to go? Yeah. Because people well, and things will only be what we say they are. If you say that person's uh, an idiot, that person will always be an idiot because you say so. And it works the opposite way as well. So the first thing is, is be aware. The way that you have it uh, is not the way that it is. The yeah, second and thing I, I, is I just wanted I've, to jump in uh, real quick here, yeah. too, and, and say a couple mm-hmm. of words on that. Because, you know, I think, you know, some people's default is to blame, right? And some people's default yeah. is to escape, to run away, to live in this world of rainbows and butterflies. And that tends to be my default setting of just, just let's ignore everything that's wrong. Let's just you know, awareness of anything that's less than perfect is just going to cause pain. Right. And, uh, you know, what I've had to realize in my life is that if you aren't aware of the things that are wrong, then you can't change them. You're just kind of, uh, you know, lying to yourself, basically. So I I love that. I I, I do. I do have those conversations with people because they'll say like, uh, well, I don't want to focus on starving kids. I only want to focus on, you know, I choose to focus on the good in life. It's like that doesn't feed the kids. You know, we can't turn our head to what is. You know, yeah. if we really want to see good in our life, then let's let's go feed the kids. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, they're still there whether you want to focus on it or not. Right, right. Well, I I love that. I I love uh, just just stepping into awareness is such a powerful tool. I love that tool. Wrote, wrote down some great notes here. Okay, what's your next tip? So the next one that goes about choice, and a lot of people have choice. Uh, the distinction between decisions and choice and decisions we make because there's a set, uh, uh, there's a set group of circumstance, right? If I offer you a chocolate chip cookie or an oatmeal raisin cookie, you get to decide between the two because those are the only things that I'm giving you. It's a, it's a set, you know, a uh, limit of what you have and to decide the, 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 the root word of side is uh, decide is side, which is, you know, homicide, suicide, it's to kill off. So when we decide, we kill off one of the choices until we only have one left. Choice is the most powerful thing that you actually have in your whole life. And when you realize the power of it, uh, things can start happening. So wherever you are in your life, if you want something that you don't have right now and you make that goal, and we all have goals, um, you can either choose from circumstance or you could live in, well, I can only decide between this and that. But life exists in possibilities. Um, If you look at math, if, if I told you how many ways can you get the answer six in math, right? How many ways do you think there are to come up with the, the answer w- would be six in math? Like, there's millions. And life is the same way. So our goal, we might think it's one way, but there's a million ways to get it. There's a million ways to make a million dollars. There's a million ways to get your goals. But a lot of times we're, we know only based on what we have an idea of, and so we set that. If you give up the way that it looks and just focus on getting the goal, no matter how you get it, then, uh, then you can do that. But the way that choice works is this. If I choose from possibility and you, I offer, you offer me an oatmeal raisin cookie or chocolate chip cookie, I can choose to, to choose neither and go get an apple pie at the store later. I can choose... Uh, to do anything I want based on I'm not deciding. I'm thinking of all the possibilities way outside my comfort zone, way outside my box, way all these different possibilities. And then I choose because I choose it. So a lot of people, when I say, well, why did you choose the oatmeal raisin cookie? They go, because I like it. I go, that's a circumstance. They go, well, I was hungry. I'm like, okay, that's a circumstance. Why did you choose it? (laughs) And we keep going down this rabbit hole and ultimately it comes out, you chose it because you chose it. And that's where your power lies. 
And when we say, I choose this because I choose it, no longer does anything outside of us have any power over us. Circumstance, other people, uh, our bank accounts, our health, whatever it is. Now, those things are still there, but what I'm saying is, is you choose because you choose it. And when you choose from power... Yeah, that's really... Yeah, that's... Sorry, Aubrey. I was just going to say, the power yeah. of choice is so uh, so important. And, and it really is giving away our power when we don't choose. And I think, uh, you know, another thing that I love to add to that, too, is that we need to know which direction we're going so we can consciously choose things. And I love that part of um, Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, where Alice comes to a fork in the road and she's trying to say which way to go, and the Cheshire Cat appears, and she asks him, which road should I take? He said, well, that depends on where you want to go. I'm paraphrasing here. And she said, well, I don't mm. really have a destination in mind. And he's like, then just go down one of the roads. You'll end up somewhere. <laughs> you don't really care where you're going to end up. And I think a lot of us live our lives that way. We come to these horse in the road, and we're like, oh, I feel like going to the right, or I feel like going to the left. I feel like eating this cookie or because I'm hungry or because of this, because of that. But if we have our final destination in mind, then we can can set our choices, uh, you know, based on that that final destination. So I, I really love and appreciate what you're saying about taking that power of our own choices and and uh, deciding where we want to end up. Yeah, it's it's um, and it's okay if you don't know where you want to go because with every choice we get feedback, and so if you take a step in that direction. And you go, well, this isn't where I want to be. Make another choice. If you do take a step in that direction, you go, wow, I kind of like it here. Then keep choosing in that direction. So every time we make a choice, we'll get feedback. And the way that I say it is, is it getting you closer or farther away from your goal? Because that's what will happen. You know, as I take a step forward, I'm farther away from where I was before. So it's either going to take me closer to my goal or farther away. If it's taking me farther away, then I make another choice. But I choose based on what I want not based on where I am, if that makes any sense. I'm not choosing from the circumstance. And it's the same thing like with diet and things like that. If I choose uh, to eat an apple pie for dinner, then if I choose it from choice, there's no guilt because I, I, I choose it because I choose it and I understand all the consequences. If I choose from circumstance, oh, I have a craving for sweets. Oh, I have this. Oh, it's just the way then we lose all our power and we start feeling bad about ourselves when we're getting results that we don't want. So uh, when you choose, choose because you choose it and make those choices in alignment with where you want to go and you'll get there every single time. That would definitely be uh, a yeah, powerful one. There's a, there's a lot more to that. <laughs> I can do an entire workshop on choice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let's yeah. just take a lot. I, I know. I, I so agree. And I think that, um, I think there, there is a lot to that, but you know, that I, I got a lot of great uh, tips and pieces of advice out of that. And it's just a really good reminder to maybe sit back. And if there's anybody listening, my challenge to you, if there's a listening course, there's people listening, but I mean, if you want to really grow your life, <laughs> if you're listening and you want to grow your life, um, and, and this is what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to really look at where are the, the places in my life where I'm giving away my power, where maybe I'm saying, oh, I'm doing this because of this circumstance or because of that circumstance. Mm-hmm. And uh, really just listening to you, I've been inspired and thinking, oh, gosh, what am I what am I doing in my life and where do I want to go? Where am I giving up my power and where am I going to take that power back by choosing the life that I want and, and, and making my own choices? Now, Aubrey, I've got a question for you about choice because, I mean, obviously you've made some choices in your life that probably not everybody's agreed with, um, but they were the choices that were right for you. How do you get past that? What if there's somebody that feels like you should be making different choices than you're making? What do you do? <laughs> I meet them where they're at, and, and I say, you know what, I, I, I totally understand that, that the way you have it, that's, that's how you feel about it, and I respect that, um, and I, I choose something different. Uh, I think the ultimate thing is, is if a lot of the world is set in being positioned, meaning that I, I take a position that you have to respect me. Well, no, you don't. Nobody has to respect me or my choices at all. You don't even have to accept me. I don't care if you do, but uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a a lot of people and things in the world that says, 
you need to accept me or you need to... No, nobody needs to do anything. And unless we start meeting people where they are, because who would I be to say you need to accept me if I'm not accepting where they are? <laughs> That's hypocrisy at its finest. And so <clears throat> when, I, when I see somebody that comes up and maybe challenges that, there's nothing for me to get mad at because that's their beliefs based on their past experiences, emotions, and things like that. And that's fine. And it's not for me to change their mind. It's for me to be comfortable in my own choice. And so if I meet them where they're at, they say, well, you're wrong for doing that, and you're going to go to hell, and blah, 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 blah. And I'll say, well, you know what? That's a possibility. And I appreciate where you are and your stand. You know, and I understand. I understand the logic that you're using to make that you know, that ideation. And I'm still going to choose this. So pray for me if you think I'm going to go to hell. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and normally they go, I will. I go, thank you. I appreciate that. And there's no conflict. Because I'm, I'm meeting them where they are. And, uh, and there's no need to, to get into a, a... My choices are mine. That's the whole purpose and power of choice. And... <clears throat> We can't use this as a, you know, there are consequences to all our choices um, that we have to be aware of. But in, in something like this that I'm doing for me, it's not hurting anybody else. I just have to meet people where they are. And most times I'll get something that says something like, you know, I've never met somebody transgender. You made it so so uh, relaxing and fun. And, oh, my God, I you know, I felt weird at yeah. first, but I feel great now. And you're awesome. Because I meet them where they are. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's really and important. It's, it's, and I think a lot of the mistakes that people make, whether it be in their business or their uh, personal life, so professionally or personally, I think we do forget to meet people where they are. Uh, we see that people have a different view than us, and we think, like you said before, oh, well, they're an idiot. Or <laughs> you know, they, they right? are naive or, they, you know, whatever it is, we stick this label on them, and we get so stuck to being right that we forget that people have their own truths and they're never going to change those if, if we stick to our position. But when you can meet people where mm-hmm. they are and then gently um, let them get to know you or tell them what you think or your beliefs, that's how people's mindsets shift. That's how they change. It's not by being told and that they're wrong. It's not by being told that somebody else yeah. is right. You know, it's just by gently well, guiding and beating them. The scary thing about this is the way the brain works in the neuroscience that the more you try to show somebody, let's say that, let's say that you say that, that Christmas is on the 21st of December, right? And I'm like, no, it's on the right. 21st. The more that, the okay. more that I show you proof in neuroscience, the more that I show you proof, it actually backs up your own beliefs and makes me more wrong, which is interesting. Yeah. It's called the overkill effect. Well, and, well, and so I, the more I that totally you try to prove I, a point, the more it reinforces the other person's belief. I totally agree with that. I was, where was I? I was on the, I was driving in my car the other day and I'm a really visual person. So I had GPS on and I was looking down at my phone to see where I turned because sometimes, you know, if it, if it comes in audio, you know, the audio, I, it doesn't register the right way. So I sometimes have my (laughs) GPS open and I'm looking, you know, glancing down at my phone by the steering wheel to see where I'm turning next. And, and um, whether that's right or wrong, the person that was driving with me said, you can't do that. That's illegal. Let me help you. And I said, well, if you help me, you're still telling me. And I struggle with that. I need to be able to see it because I'm a visual person. And they said, well, that's illegal. That's wrong. What you're doing is wrong. You can't do that. And the more they said that, the more I was like, well, who are you to tell me? And I remember hearing something a while ago. I went to a conference and this gentleman who was a professor in in family sciences um, and had been all over the world studying psychology of different families, different cultures, different people. He said, there's one thing that's true. He says, criticism will always cause people's conscience to console them. And compliments will always cause people's conscience to compel them. And what he meant by that was if you criticize somebody, their conscience is going to start uh, baking up reasons why they're right. You know, well, who are you to know me? And why do you do this? And why do you think that way? But if you compliment somebody, um, it's going to compel them to do better. So in this case, you know, my suggestion to the person was, is uh, after I explain my situation, is, is next time, you know, if you were to say, well, you know, Allison, I really appreciate you driving and, and taking us to the place where we're going to take us. I feel a little uncomfortable when you glance at, their phone, at your phone. Is there anything I can do to help you? 
you know, that would have been a much better approach than telling me that I was wrong. So, uh, Aubrey, it's time for us to go to break again. I'm loving what you're saying and hearing all about uh, your journey, your life's journey. When we come back, I want to hear more about what you're doing now uh, specifically in your profession to help other people, what it looks like to work with with you, uh, what your clients experience when they do that. So when we come back uh, from break, more with Aubrey Haas. I'm Allison H. Larson, and you're listening to Spotlight. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. back to Spotlight. I'm Allison H. Larson. Today we're talking with Aubrey Haas. Aubrey, I'm getting so much out of what you're, uh, what you're talking to us about today and what you're saying about uh, the brain and about transforming yourself. You just shared with us some amazing transformational tips during last segment. Uh, I loved your tips about choices, about creating the life you want, uh, taking your power back, and uh, really, really uh, choosing how you want to live. And I want to know, what does it look like for people to work with you? Are you taking clients now? Uh, how, how, what does somebody get out of sessions with you, and why would they want to work with you? Um, yeah, thank you. What it, there's a couple of different ways you can work with me. I love coaching people, so it, businesses, individuals, relationships. Uh, if you want to work with me one-on-one, those opportunities are definitely available. Um, I always have spots that I can fit people in, which is great. Um, I do, depending on the time of year, sometimes I get pretty backed up. But um, the other thing is uh, live seminars or what I'm really proud of now uh, is the online training that I put on, which is basically all the tools of transformation that you need for your life in any area. Um, over 30 plus videos, uh, training videos, you have lifetime access to it. Um, that goes in-depth into this that we talked about and so much more. Plus, it has an entire section for goal setting, achieving your goals, um, how to do that, and uh, 30, 60, 90-day goals for for you in your life. Um, And so that is – I I love people if they want to get involved and they want to start doing personal development and transformation. They don't want to invest, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars for seminars or coaching – uh, this is a really easy way to do it for under $500. And um, it's $7,000 worth of training, but it's kind of my gift uh, because I want to reach as many people as possible. And I realize that not everybody can come to a seminar or not everybody can afford coaching. Uh, 
uh, or not everybody can take off work to, to travel and, and do a, a power day or, or, or something like that. And I wanted to make it accessible to everybody. So, um, so I have that as well. And what it basically looks like is this. It's, it's me understanding who you are. If you work with me one-on-one, I do, uh, I do a cognitive and behavioral evaluation on you so I know exactly who you are, which also helps me be able to talk to you because you have to talk to different people different ways based on who they are and their personality. Um, really get in-depth with what you're going through, finding out your roadblocks, your self-limiting beliefs, things like that. I reprogram them through hypnosis, uh, through coaching. It's about bringing awareness and also setting goals and helping you get those goals. Um, and practicality of, of just having somebody on the outside looking in. Um, it's, it's, if, you're, if you're familiar with sports, I love that Tiger Woods is making a comeback. That's just a great story. But um, yeah. the reason that he's doing that is because he has coaches and trainers. All your top sports athletes, coaches and trainers. All your top singers, coaches and trainers. There's a, you know, they make it look effortless, but they have coaches and trainers. Because ultimately, if you want something now in your life that you don't already have, uh, I think Einstein said it, and again, I won't paraphrase it exactly, but uh, the tools that you created with are not the tools that you uh, can use to make it better, right? So the tools you created yeah. the problem with aren't the tools that you created to fix it. Um, the last thing uh, with, with transformation that I tell people is like you have to stop wishing and stop hoping because nothing's going to change that way. You're just going to feel more hurt. You have to take action. You have to. Whether it's taking a step towards your goal, whether it's getting more knowledge, getting more tools, getting more information, you have to take action. Otherwise, nothing else matters. And well, and so when you, you know what me, I really like about yeah, what you're saying too, Aubrey James Stanley, who's uh, on my my speakers coalition board and one of my favorite speakers, he says it's really hard to see the picture when you're inside the frame. You need somebody that's outside yeah. the picture to help you see what's going on. Uh, as good as you may be, and I think this is where a lot of people make mistakes. I mean, Tyra Woods, one of the best golfers in the world. Shouldn't he be teaching other people? Why does he need trainers? Well, the fact of the matter is, is you know, I don't know how I look until I look in a mirror. I can tell I have a nose. I can, you know, try and put on makeup without a right. mirror. I can try and do my hair without a mirror. And you know, I, I just can't see how it looks. You need somebody there to reflect that image back to you. Uh, you need you need somebody there to let you know what is inside mm-hmm. the frame because you just can't see the picture when you're inside the frame. So I like what you're saying with that. Uh, and I would love to hear, too, Aubrey, if you have any success stories of people that you've worked with that you've been able to help uh, transform their lives. Is, is there anybody, that a story that you'd like to share with us? <laughs> Um, well, I've saved countless marriages. <laughs> uh, you know, I, there, there's one girl that, that I, that I really, uh, love to talk about and her name's Cindy. Um, she very, very good girl, very, uh, powerful, never saw it though, never, ever saw her power and was always, I, I, I would tell her when I met her that she's living at about 30% of her capacity and she was comfortable doing it because we all have that comfort zone, you know. Um, but she wanted so much more in life. And so I started working with her. And what was interesting is as we started giving her those big results and, and moving her up through uh, her job and, and uh, getting more in her life, and now she's in a great relationship and things like that, the, the, the one thing that came back was she didn't feel like she deserved it, which is a lot of things a lot of people go through. That's called the imposter syndrome where we feel that somebody's going to find us out that we're not, you know, we're not really all of this. And so that was another step that we had to get over. Um, but I worked with her for a long time and she is having such great success financially. Uh, she's a hundred times farther than where she was before. Um, she, she leads a team of probably at least a hundred people now at work instead of just being an employee. Um, and she's teaching them leadership skills that, you know, that I taught with her as she's got a great relationship and her life is just, is just running on all cylinders. And it, it was basically taking this, this girl where, where she didn't even feel that she had the potential. Uh, I saw it, of course, um, which is one of the great things. I love seeing the greatness in everybody, uh, but everybody has the potential. You just need the right tools. And when you give people the right tools and then show them how to use it, they can build whatever they want. And that's really what I do, ultimately, 
is give you the tools so you can build whatever it is you want and help you get there. And uh, so I'm, I'm really proud of her. I think she's amazing. Uh, we're very close friends now as well. And uh, just to see the transformation in every area of her life from self-worth to uh, the way that she, she viewed herself with beauty, uh, financial job, now in relationships, like everything. She got everything she wanted. And wow. it's just an amazing journey. Yeah. Well, that is amazing. Yeah. So uh, do you have a website, a phone number you're willing to share with us, email address, even, and I'm not saying you need to share your, your phone number, email address, but uh, what I am saying is yeah, what no, you I, have talked no about today definitely hits chords with me. And I know that there's somebody listening out there right now that just said, hey, I would love to, to just connect with Aubrey. Aubrey, you offer a, a free assessment for people. Is that right? Yep, I do. Yeah, so, there's definitely we'll have so a conversation would, about it. So. Yeah, I would definitely encourage uh, anybody listening that felt, you know, that truth and what Aubrey is saying today that's felt like you want to take it to the next level to uh, get a hold of her and, and talk to her about that, that assessment. So Aubrey, why don't you let people know how they can get a hold of you? Yep. You can uh, reach out to me at info, I N F O at Aubrey Haas.com. And it's uh, a U B R E Y. And then the last name is H A A two A's S is in Sam E two A's one S one E.com. Info at AubreyHaas.com. Uh, you can also get in touch with me. Um, it's 888-928-2800. Uh, it's 888-928-2800. And you'll either reach me or uh, one of the people on my team, but it will all get back to me, and I'll, I'll definitely have a conversation. And if you tell me that, tell them that you heard me on your show, I'll make sure to call them back personally, and, and we'll talk about whatever they need to talk about. And, uh, and then if you want to check out the online training uh, you can do that by yourself. It's um, uh, bit.ly forward slash, and then in all capitals, the letter P is in Paul, the number two, the letter P is in Paul, the number four, life, P2P for life. Uh, and that will bring you Great. to a page that you can read more about the, the online training as well. If you want to bypass me and bypass the middleman and just get started, I recommend that as well. I love that, Aubrey. Thank you so much for sharing that information, uh, your, even your personal information. That's for those international listeners. That is a, a number that's in the United States. So remember uh, to put uh, country code one before calling that number if you want to get a hold of Aubrey. So Aubrey, it's, unfortunately, it's time to wrap up our show. But I wanted you to leave our viewers with, or our listeners with one final, with one final thought, last thought. Ten seconds or less. You you are enough, and <clears throat> you are an intricate part of the movie that's playing out uh, on here, and, and no other character can take your place. The movie called Life. Uh, you have your part and your role for a reason, and you are enough, and wherever you are right now, uh, you're able to do whatever you want. Just go for it. Oh, thank you so much, Aubrey. What a beautiful message. I'm Allison H. Larson. You've been listening to Spotlight. To find out more about Aubrey and some other phenomenal influencers, go to speakerscoalition.com and uh, listen next week where we'll have another influencer who has transformed their own life and is working to transform the lives of others. I'm Allison H. Larson. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.